0: Hello and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Michael Schaefer.
1: And I'm Fiona Bennett. Lovely to see you, Michael.
0: And you too, Fee. I'm going to say it. Merry Christmas, Fiona.
1: Oh, thank you so much and a Merry (laughs) Christmas to you too, Michael.
0: We'll be meeting for a mulled wine very soon, no doubt.
1: We will. We'll manage to get that down us before we stop for a bit. I mean, that's one of the very useful things about this juncture shall we say, Mm. is that hopefully things do stop for a little bit so we can have a bit of quiet time. Yeah. And I do think before we head into this lovely episode that we've got to share with everyone, we should just take a moment to say how sad and deeply shocking and utterly grief-shaking it was to receive the news of Benjamin Zephaniah's passing. It's a huge, huge loss. It's a figure of immense stature in all ways. And the legacy is just massive, you know, the impact of him and his work. And a figure for me, Michael, who I, I just always thought would be there. So, you know, there's something about his presence and that sort of position of leader figure. Mm-hmm for the art form and everything radical and revolutionary that he did with it, and also everything just
0: brilliant that he did with it. Yeah, I never had the pleasure of meeting him, but I always had a a sense that he was a man of his word, that he lived his word, you know, both through his poetry and his activism, which, of course, were completely intertwined. But it's a really, really sad loss.
1: It is indeed. And we will be doing something either on the next episode or as a special moment through the podcast to acknowledge and honour Benjamin Zephaniah's work. So stay close and we'll, we'll let you know what that is and when that's coming. We just want to take our time to to think about that and to extend at this point all our thoughts and wishes to those who who were close and knew him well, his friends and his family. So gathering in community was something that we do like to do and will be doing with joy and celebration in February with our third iteration, I think it is. Yeah. Of In the company of poems, our reading night on February the 21st. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a really great event. People have responded so positively to the two that we've done previously as well as people who, you know, friends of mine that kind of joined, that are not necessarily people that would go home after a long day's work and pick up a volume of poetry, but who absolutely loved it. So it's brilliant that we're going to get to do it again. If you've not attended one before, it's an online event. The lineup is yet to be announced. We'll keep you updated with that. We do know that I'll be there and you'll be there Fiona and our dear friend Roy McFarlane is going to be there as well and then we will flesh that out with the most uh, extraordinary array of readers of poems and it'll be a really beautiful night. There is a link I believe Fiona on our website that will take you to an Eventbrite page and you can book your tickets there.
1: And it is for us a fundraising event. Yeah. There are a few things that are what can i say the budget line is looking as slender as my christmas tree which has lost all its needles
0: yeah and it helps us to keep making the work that we do and so your support is really really appreciated and of great use to us now fiona i feel we should kick on into the episode this is uh, a rerun, what do we call it? We don't call it a rerun. Re-visit. A reboot. A revisit, yes, of an episode that we released back in 2018. Gosh, over five years ago, with Andrew Scott, the most extraordinary actor who I've had the pleasure of working with and enjoying on stage and on television. And he was kind enough to share the poem that's been a friend to him and if you've not heard this one before you're in for a treat
1: and if you have it's so worth a revisit Mm. (laughs) so you'll be hearing myself and michael talking about love by george herbert the poem that's been a friend to andrew
0: be a nice way to start if you fancy just reading out loud for us your the poem that you brought along yeah Mm -hmm.
2: love bade me welcome yet my soul drew back guilty of dust and sin but quick-eyed love observing me grow slack from my first entrance in drew nearer to me sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, ungrateful. Ah, my dear, I cannot look on thee. Love took my hand and smiling did reply. Who made the eyes but I? Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame. My dear, then I will serve. You must sit down, says love, and taste my meat. So I did sit and eat.
0: Where did you uh, come across this?
2: It's actually quite new to me. I was thinking about... Poems and I've always loved poetry actually. I've had a relationship with poetry uh, um, since I was a kid. We used to do these um, kind of poetry competitions, I suppose you call them. Like reciting? A little bit like recitals, Mm -hmm. yeah, sort of. Lovely. And you do Seamus Heaney or yeah. Paul Durkin or W. B. 8s or a lot, it's a lot of the Irish poems. Mm. Because of course, in mm. those kind of, that's where I would have learnt about what acting is. So if you're sitting there and some uh, your peer he's eight, then you go, oh my God, he's done that so brilliantly. I understand that. I didn't understand that about the poem. Mm. But it forces you that only your way is going to be right for you. Yeah. So even if a, some kid says the poem in a completely different way, you have to try and. Do it your your, yeah. your own way. But this poem has been a friend to me because I, I associate associated a lot with um, Catholicism Catholicism a little bit, mm. um, which is something that I feel I've escaped from. We grew up in Dublin and it was very Catholic uh, kind of upbringing, and um, I think since my Catholicism lapsed, you know, in my adulthood. I like. I think a lot of people of our generation have looked for something to replace it. And mm. It's why I think spirituality and mindfulness and all that stuff that mm. everybody really looks for now. Mm. Um, and so the idea of um, love uh, in its really simplest form, and the poem is called Love and um, uh, really appeals to me that actually you resist it and you resist it and you resist it and you resist it because you think, because of this, guilt and shame are mentioned a lot which mm. are, to my mind, very associated with Catholicism mm. and something that I really struggled with about, um, not so much anymore but certainly in my youth, about shame and guilt and all that kind of stuff and that you actually, that the attempt from, with all religions I suppose is to get somebody to sit down and love themselves in some way um, and the idea that you're undeserving um, of that is just is a resistance that I think we all we all feel. Um, and from to my mind, that's wrapped up a little bit in feeling ashamed of myself or feeling that I wasn't deserving of of love. So the the I think it's beautiful when he when at the end he says. So I just sat and so I did sit and eat. It's very poignant to me. Uh, it, it's wrapped up so much in that idea of. You know um loving yourself and because i i do feel i do feel that that um that's something that is the key to our happiness because you can't give it out if you don't have it yeah. for yourself
1: mm. it's just struck me as uh funny that um you, you know you've brought one where the com- there is a conversation you know the poem itself it, is a conversation it, quite you know? quite yeah so um
2: yeah, and there is there is. Uh, it's It's kind of dramatic in the sense there's dialogue in it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one this one, um, I don't know something like I think with all art I don't know weirdly last year doing Hamlet the word that I said in the wings every night before I went on was love it's weird I mean I genuinely didn't say that to just to sound like you know wanky about it just go but that to me is what like all Art is so it's somewhere in there. Mm. Somebody said to me that uh, our art is the purpose of any art is to teach us how to live a better life, mm. and to live a better life, you've got to love in some in some way, and and something just being really simple. Because Hamlet, for example, is in a, a play about revenge and grief and murder, and it can be you know there's a lot there's war in there, but I essentially. I think it's a play about people who are struggling to love each other or struggling to hate people that they actually love and and just to say that word that I love those people uh, because there's a pressure I think in this current age for us to um to not love people to have a stance because we're so angry that the wor- world is separating so much but it's to try and to try and understand um and I think the first the reason why I think that's so beautiful here is is that love, uh, when he says, love bade me welcome, it's the first thing. <laughs> it's not like there was any struggle, you know. He says, yeah. welcome. And he uh, a sweetly question if I lacked anything. What a brilliant thing to say. If mm. <laughs> I imagine someone saying to you, do you lack anything? Mm. I think we could all answer that really Directly, you know, if someone asks you a simple question, it's much easier to give you a simple, mm. Mm.
0: simple answer. It sounds to me as if you've been able to sort of reject Catholicism because you've somehow just really clarified something for yourself, which has taken its place. Yeah, and for me, I think yeah, religion has served a purpose. Yeah. You know, and it's about coming together of people mm. in a community yeah. and singing together. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, stories of what it is to lead a good life. Yeah, exactly, know. exactly. Serves a lot of really useful things and actually we're all trying to find our way to, to get back to some of those things for ourselves.
2: Exactly, that's exactly it, that the the um, the, the idea of community, mm. you know, that that idea of, mm. of trying our best and... Um, but I suppose it's just that there were things, you know, I suppose, in relation to sexuality or just morality that mm. that I felt I just disagree with. So there is a religious aspect. He says, truth, Lord.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes, I thought that. It's almost like God is love. Love is yeah. God, and when, yeah. and, you know, and of course, that's got a whole bunch of religious connotations, that idea of God yeah. is love. But it, yeah. it, in the way that you're talking about it, yeah. Uh, Kind of love is your god almost yeah exactly uh, that know, well yeah. that's that, yeah.
2: uh, that is that is what i feel and i do feel that
1: it's so lovely this in this poem that you know the personification of love in these little individual acts like you were saying right at the beginning that mm. but quick-eyed love observing me grow slack from my first it drew nearer and quickly you know mm. it sort of caught me could see yeah. that i couldn't come in and so, actually, that idea of physical presence yeah. is very strong in this poem.
2: And that, quick-eyed you know, this
1: is what we can. Yeah, lovely. Oh, isn't what it? a gorgeous quick-eyed thing! Love, somebody yeah. who's
2: quick-eyed,
1: quick-eyed love, isn't that great? Mm, yeah,
2: quick-eyed love. It's so beautiful because mm. of that that idea that, you know, if you are a, if you are love, you're able to be you're able in a second to see if somebody is upset or vulnerable yeah. or.
0: What somebody yeah. needs,
2: or what somebody needs, it it's quick eye, but it means that you are really observant. It's so beautiful, and I don't know, it's kind of light in a way that's mm. nice. You know, mm. some, you know,
0: it's not, it's not serious. Yes, there is that physical thing. Yeah, love that took, took my hand. Yeah. I mean, that's just
1: uh, such a deft move, isn't it? To kind of just go. The poem's called Love, and love is a person in a room. Yeah. You know, yeah. a, and to and to simultaneously escape any problem of romantic love. Or, exactly. You know, we're exactly. not we're not in that room yeah, at yeah. all, no. um, and we know we're not in that room. Yeah. Um, it's 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 amazing.
2: And, but what's so beautiful about it is that I suppose, in a way, you could be in that you could be in, that, could room, be in that room. You know, like yeah. you could go. Yeah. As as what happens so much, I think, can happen in relationships is that people feel they're not they're not re- that you resist it. You go that actually. Mm-hmm. You know, in the sort of Hollywood scenario, we think, oh, yeah, I love somebody, therefore I can be with them. But I think what, what happens a lot of the time is people resist the people that they love because mm-hmm. it's too much or they feel that they're not worthy of that love mm-hmm. um, or, um, you know, that in it'll some, it'll some way it's going to hurt them because the love that, the love isn't within, you know. Mm-hmm. So if I do mm-hmm. think that if you don't feel like you're worthy of it, you can't. You can't get access to the thing that you actually really, really need. And um, that's terribly sad. I cannot look on the... Conor McPherson has a beautiful... Um, I think it's in the Weir. I can't remember what the exact line is. And he says, he loved her so much he couldn't look her in the eye. Hmm. It's so amazing. Oh God, it kind of breaks my heart that.
1: Yeah, that that says it.
2: Yeah. I cannot even look. can't even look at the thing that, that yeah. I need and love. Mm,
1: mm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is. We can be in that room in this poem too. Absolutely, of course.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's actually not the way I. It's not the way I relate no, to it in a way. No, but it's, it, no. but but in a way it could. No, that, it's
1: great that you're bringing. It's great that we're discovering that yeah. about it because I think you know, yeah. like you, it's not my first. Because yeah. of the tone of it, somewhere is not that, yes. but actually its significance in that yeah. way of loving one yeah. another is huge, Yeah, actually.
0: Yeah, it manages to include the possibility of all of the yeah. various kinds of love yeah, that you can exactly. think about without yeah. specifically pointing yeah. to any yeah. of them, yeah. yeah, which is kind of amazing.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: I wanted to ask you about um, Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame. My dear, Dear then I will serve. That's the one bit I go, oh, I'm not quite sure what's happening there. Yeah.
2: So I'm okay. I'm like, I have marred them. I've marred my eyes. I'm okay there. And then let my shame go where it doth deserve, which is not here. Even though I'm hungry. Yes. And know you not, as love, who bore the blame. Yeah,
0: it's it's, it's left, isn't it's it? It's Left. It's, it's totally sort of left. the one moment in the poem where you go, ah. Yeah. Yeah, because that
2: that doesn't seem like, my dear, then I will serve. Seem
0: like an answer to that question. No. It, um, the fact that there is that sort of break in the line. Yes. Sort yes. of, it seems to indicate that there is. There's just some space where that question is left hanging. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's quite theatrical in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you see that, Faye?
1: I mean, there's a question about what, who is saying, my dear, then I will serve.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Potentially. Oh.
2: Oh, gosh. My dear, then I will serve. So that's... I took that as love-serving so did I. Serving the. Yeah, he moment. says I will serve. You must sit down, says Love, and taste my meat. So I'm going to serve you. Yeah. So but it I'd... could be. But
1: it could be.
0: But um, whoever the, what we're calling the visitor. The, the visitor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the visitor could almost be saying, "My dear, then I will serve." And Love says, "You must sit down." <laughs> says yeah. Love. Yes. Wow.
2: Yes. Cool. The question is an extraordinary question. Mm. And know you not who bore the blame? So, if I were to say that in, in a colloquial way, you'd say, well, who's to blame for that?
0: Whose fault is that?
2: Mm. And it's wonderful that that would be um,
0: left open. Because, in a way, I suppose then that's suggesting that by not responding, by there not being a direct response to this question of um, whose fault is it? Mm. It's kind of almost suggesting to me that it's just not a relevant question. Yeah.
1: Mm, lovely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. lovely. There, there, there's nothing helpful down that route.
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: It is, as you say, it's an irrelevant. So okay, so let's say the answer. Let's say you was got the answer to that was. It is, you know, my ex's fault or my granddad's fault. What?
0: What are you going to do with that? Where does it get you? Yeah. How does it move you forward?
2: Yeah. It's very interesting that he says, and know you not, says love, who bore the blame. Th- that he says that rather than, and know you not, says love, who is to blame. Yes, mm. who bore Because the blame. who bore the blame is a completely different thing. That's right. I suppose what it is, is it's like that thing, you're, you're playing small, doesn't serve the wo- world. Mm. Yeah. So that if the all-encompassing... Um, non-specific love, as this is, which covers all all, all the loves, is saying, come, what well, you're welcome. And I, I'm saying, no, no, I can't. I can't come in, I've got to go, 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 It seems ridiculous that somebody would say, no, I can't come in to love, doesn't it? Mm. You'd think, mm. what? just go mm. in, mm. and he has to be persuaded.
1: I mean, I just for me, it's just a moment of going, that's taken care of. Yeah yeah not dismissed it's understood to be full of all that difficulty and pain mm. but it's it's taken care of yeah because if you fixate with that then we're not gonna
2: exactly it doesn't together. exactly so let's just let's and it's not it's talk. just let's just yeah mm. it's not talk yeah. is it and well, people talk a lot Mm. you know I love talking but you know and it's Mm. again you know in the theatre the Mm. great the great actors are the ones who are able to listen Mm. so that like you can have a line that means one thing on one particular night and then on the next night can mean something else you know if you're alive to the other person if you're listening to the other Mm. the other Mm. person
1: Mm. and the idea it's getting harder and harder to do
2: it is isn't it
1: in the world, I
2: yeah. think. Well, yeah, the whole idea of a hashtag at the bottom of a screen now is to sort of type in your what you think. So it's, it's rather than... Mm. It's not to sit and eat or sit and watch or sit and listen. It's to make your voice heard, mm. even if you don't want to speak. And sometimes mm. we should have we should be allowed to reserve the right not to say anything.
1: I just want to ask because... you you said a few times it's come to me or it's recent I just wonder how you know how you first met it or if you've known it for a long while and then you've just picked it back up no somebody somebody sent it
2: to me somebody very close to me sent it to me great Um, and um, it it uh, saying that um, I would love it you know and uh, uh, I did yeah
1: yeah, the in the way.
2: I love when people send you things that are bits out of a book or mm. a picture or something. that you go, because it's really it's quick-eyed, isn't yes. it? You go that it's person, person, person would, per, You go, I, 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 yeah. it's a it's a lovely thing to be able to do.
0: Love. Love bade me welcome, yet my soul drew back. Guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack From my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, Sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, ungrateful, Oh, my dear, I cannot look on thee so I did sit and eat.
1: That was Michael with the gift reading of Love by George Herbert. It was like a, like a warm bath for my ears. <laughs> (laughs) That's a bit of a bad image, isn't it? Anyway, it's better than that. That's all I can say. A hot sauna—I don't know—it's fantastic. I mean, the voices in the conversation and your voice on the reading as well—it's just beautiful to hear that poem and that theme of love in all its forms, kindness to self, Mm. kindness to other, welcome, visit—all those things feel like good themes for this time of year to me.
0: Yeah, exactly. So our enormous thanks to Andrew for bringing that beautiful poem along with him and for sharing it with us and allowing us to share it with you. Now, Andrew Scott has recently been doing a one-man version of Uncle Vanya by Chekhov. His is just called Vanya. Simon Stevens has done the adaptation and it had a frustratingly short run in London's glittering West End. And... I managed to miss it, Fiona. However, I do know that you saw it.
1: Oh, I did indeed, Michael. I mean, definitely in that handful of theatre experiences all time will remember forever. um, He's such a fluid actor. Mm. Whatever he's playing, he can kind of, the way he can move through really quite dense, intense emotions but with this kind of fluidity it's extraordinary so it makes sense in some way that he could then go and i can i can sort of inhabit all these and of course that then throws up just the most beautiful and profound questions about who we all are to ourselves and to one another because the characters are all kind of refracted through this one superb performance which is is beautiful so i really recommend people catch that on the nt
0: live Yes, I was going to say the good news is, for those of us that did manage to miss it, it's been filmed for NT Live. So it's going to be in cinemas from the 22nd of February, 2024. I can't wait to catch up with that. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: And I should just say that Andrew is one of the contributors to Poems as Friends, the Poetry Exchange anthology. And um, I know we've mentioned about that the last couple of times we've been on, but Just to say, he's in there with that great poem, along with some other great voices. So if you haven't yet checked out about that, do visit the anthology page on the
0: website. Now, Fee, have you brought along a bonus poem with you this month?
1: Yes, I have, Michael. I've chosen something from the phenomenal recent collection by the fabulous Sarah Solway, somebody else who contributes to the book, dear friend of the project, and it's, okay, the collection's got the most phenomenal title, which I have to say, because it's called Learning Springsteen on My Language App.
0: <laughs> it's brilliant.
1: <laughs> I mean, you just want to get that immediately, and that's yeah. published by mm. Indigo Dreams. You know, again, thinking about the season and, you know, there's that, always that thing of should I be having New Year's resolutions? So this poem is called A Dictionary of How to Live Properly. It's always out on loan, but I know it must exist because I can spot everyone who's read it. And then the others, like me, who still hope to rise to the top of the waiting list. Sometimes, when I'm in the library, I'll pause by the gap in the shelf where it should be sitting. Once, I even licked the covers of the two books on either side. I ignore the tuts of the librarian pretend not to see how she fusses over that plant on her desk. I hate that orchid, its white roots, the legs of a hospital patient trying to escape, and the time she spends on it would be better used, helping some of us find the one book we need. Orchids stand for death, I told her once. But she smiled, told me it had bloomed three times already. Just needs proper care, she says. The speckles round her mouth dance as she tells me the dictionary doesn't exist. And besides, she doesn't like the way I stand so close to her desk while the other readers bustle by, getting on properly with their lives.
0: Oh, I love that, Faye. Thank you. I I love Sarah's voice. I think it's really just great that's about all we've got time for this month we'll be back with you next month until then happy holidays and thank you for listening